Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode of the Ecom Show. And today I'm here with, uh, with Spencer Raskin and uh, he's the founder of uh, My Roots Jewelry. And uh, today we will talk about this interesting concept he came up with a few years ago. So wooden rings. And personally, I'm really, this is not the first brand I can see that uh, it sells wooden accessories. I know a brand that sells wooden watches. One of my friends have a wooden watch. I love it. But wooden rings, I've never seen it before. So that's something very interesting. So let's discuss that today. Hey, Spencer, how are you? Good to have you here. Doing good. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Talk about wood rings. Yeah. So um, when did you start this company? How this idea came up? And yeah, what, you know, tell us more about the early days. Yeah. Um, so I, I started, I made my first wooden ring in 2017. Um, and it, it really, it came about in a pretty simple way. I just started looking up YouTube videos. Um, the whole like idea behind it was I wanted to pick up a new hobby. That was a, a goal that I had for myself. I just, mm-hmm. I wanted something I could do with my hands. I'm, I'm a pretty creative person. I like to, I like to build things. Um, and at the time I was dating my now wife, we were, we were dating in 2017 and I wanted to make her a gift. And so I thought this is a great opportunity to learn how to do something with my hands. And so um, I landed on trying to make a wooden ring. Uh, it seemed like the most plausible thing that I could, I could probably do. And it was really difficult. It was a terrible looking ring by the end of it. Um, but they're all, all the love and uh, sentiment went into it and she, she loved it. I mean, it was, it was a really fun project and I had a lot of leftover material. So I started to make ward rings just as a hobby and trying out different designs. Um, I was I was specifically trying to put designs into the ring um, that would make it unique to that person. So some friends that I had, you know, I, I asked what their favorite country was they, that they liked to visit or what their zodiac sign was or um, something that was particularly sentimental to them whether it was like a material that i could put into the ring so the 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 message behind my roots it being let give me a ring that has sentimental value that is a representation of like that represents a part of who i am you know what i mean um or who the customer is and so it was born from that idea and people really liked it so i was making lots of i was trying out all kinds of different designs and different kinds of woods and um, just really enjoying it until I decided I would go ahead and try and uh, try and sell them. So I, I started a website. It was on Squarespace, I believe. And, you know, I had a, I had a lot of wishful thinking, thinking that once I put my website up, people would be flooding in, you know, buying mm-hmm. rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't the case. Uh, so that was my first lesson, you know, okay, there is something I need to do to try and sell these rings. And so I, I did come across some, some people who were experienced in that area. And I was encouraged to start an Etsy shop. So I started an Etsy shop. I did that for about a year um, and a half. Um, and that was 20, 2018 to 2019 when I was really trying to put a lot of effort into that. Um, and I started to see some results. I was slowly learning about SEO, you know, choosing keywords that were going to make the product pop up when someone was looking for a ring. I didn't know who was actually buying my rings at the time. I just thought people liked the, des- the designs. I'll just, yeah. you know, 
I don't know who the audience is, but they're buying it. So that's great. Uh, Etsy, what, sorry to interrupt. Etsy doesn't give you much information on this, right? It's like Amazon. Right, right. And, um, and that's something that you kind of figure out is can be a disadvantage once you start getting more experienced um, selling products. And so it was really around that time in 2019, I was going to school and I was a part of this entrepreneurship program. And I was, I decided to jump into these competitions, these entrepreneurship competitions. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't win the, the first time I did win second place the second time. But what it really did for me is it, it, uh, it challenged me to, you know, approach my professors, like I, you know, I, I, which I wouldn't have done before to really seek out some help and like mentoring. And I learned lots of really cool skills. I mean, it was really, really cool and exciting just to, um, to see people believe in my product and in my, in my business and help me slowly form, you know, um, a bigger picture, like of a goal that I could have for this. And it gave me that. Well, so I'll say the second time I did the competition, the, um, the founders of a company called thread wallets, um, they came in as judges. I had formed a pretty good relationship with them during that time. Um, they really liked my product and, they were visionaries themselves, you know, their company was very successful at the time, but it was still really young. And so they just had a lot of like vision when they saw my product. And it was the first time that I really thought maybe I could do something with this. Maybe this could be something that I'm, you know, that's paying for my life and my family and things like that. It, it was, it was a really big like game changer for me. And um, just, just the psychological aspect of like, okay, there's something big here and people believe in it. I should try and do something about it. Yeah, that was the moment when you got the mindset of entrepreneurship, right? Like, yeah. I can actually do it. Yeah, and that was probably toward the end of 2019. So, yeah, yeah. once once we got into 2020, you know, the pandemic happened, uh, all hell broke loose, and um, we came, you know, we, we, we landed in Utah, which is where I am now, and that was when I basically made the decision, because I graduated that year from college, I made the decision that I was going to just go for it, go for it full time. I mean, I was, I was making some money, you know, maybe there was something I could do with it. And so I built a Shopify website, um, hired on a, an ad manager and hired my first employee. And these were just huge steps for me. It just was like, it was yeah. me and my little apartment at the time, just making these little rings. And all of a sudden I was bringing people and just like, you know, starting to spread all my income thinner, you know what I mean? Um, so it was very daunting. Um, but not all revenue is profit from that right, point, right, right, right. Other people, right. And so it was, it was a really cool experience because it, things did take off pretty quickly. You know, once we started running ads, we started to see purchases, and it was great. And then all of a sudden, I realized, you know, all all of these steps that took me to the next phase of like growth brought several more problems that I had to solve. So yeah. you know. Going from me, myself, making a few rings a week and all of a sudden I'm getting, you know, 15 to 20 orders a week. I mean, you know, that's just then all of a sudden I'm thinking, OK, how do I simplify this whole operations and stuff? And mm -hmm. It was wild, but it really fun, really fun. How did you figure out the processes? I'm curious. So you still uh, manufacture the product or, or you give it to someone, artisans? How does it work? Yeah, so the rings are, they're handmade. They're handmade here in Utah. Um, and yeah, it, it was, that was a big challenge for me. Um, I, I should say one big turning point for me that I had, and this was while I was in college, is 
I was given a book. It's called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber and just really awesome book for anybody who's listening who wants to start a business. That's the book you probably want to read first. And uh, but the idea is, you know, an entrepreneur starts a business and they're wearing many hats. They're a manager. They're the accountant. They are the operations guy, all of the above, you know, and I was I was assuming all of those hats. And the idea is like the longer you are wearing all of these hats, the more chaotic your business is going to get, especially if it's growing. I mean, you can't expect to sustain, you know, wearing multiple hats uh, for the business and it, you know, to flourish. So what it did was um, it really made me think, okay, this process of making rings, it's really tedious. There's, you know, probably there's seven or eight steps in the process of making a wood ring in each of those steps, there's another 12 to 15 steps. You know what I'm saying? And so the challenge is always, how can I simplify this so that somebody who has never made a ring before or never even crafted before, how can I train them to then make a ring? Because you can rely on like a really expert artist, you know, only so much because everybody has a bad day. That person could come in, have a bad day, ruin a ring. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I've got even more work to do. And so the challenge is to simplify the process so much so that, you know, it works like a McDonald's where everything is just like clockwork and predictable. So, and then that's an ongoing thing. We've made a lot of like big innovations and then lots of little innovations and they've all paid off in the best way. Yeah. And do you find yourself better at operations, these, you know, the manufacturing process or more like the marketing side? Um, you mentioned SEO as well, and it's so different than, you know. Yeah, they are really things. different. And so I think, uh, you know, there are things that I really love about all of it. Um, so just recently, we, we started doing a four-day work week. Um, so all of my employees have got a team of five. And we decided to try a four-day work week. Um, you know, there's lots of benefits that are out there for like, you know, mental health and also productivity and all that stuff. And I wanted to try it. So four-day work week. And the idea was for me personally to contribute three days to um, be working on the ring. Because I do like working on the rings. It's mm -hmm. a really cool experience. I love like hearing the, the stories from our customers. And then, you know, just knowing that this ring is going to be for that person's story. And so I, I really enjoy doing that. And I try to make time, you know, three days to be able to do that. And then the other two days, um, I use that to basically take care of all the administrative stuff. Because I, I do love marketing. I mean, the, the story of my roots is really, really um, important to me. It's, it's inspiring. Um, and, I want, and I want to be able to spend as much time as I can on that and, and building that out so that customers who are coming in, they can see themselves as a part of that story as well. Yeah. Do you also focus on your personal brand or that's not a priority at the moment? You know, I, I did actually just start thinking about this this year. Um, and it wasn't something I really considered in the past. But I mean, you know, friends, family, associates will ask me, you know, just what it's like starting a business, you know, just really basic stuff. And um And I really love to talk about it. I mean, it's just a really cool thing to, to talk about. Uh, and, um, and so from that, I'm thinking it would be really cool to try and work on a personal brand where I can 
be talking about that. And so I, I'm currently working on building a personal brand where it's based on me documenting my experience with my roots because we're in a really good place now, just, you know, so much better, more improved, more refined than we were three months ago, like just, you know, a thousand percent better than we were a year ago. And the experience has just been, been unreal. And for someone who's starting a business, I mean, I, I feel like the, the, the tendency is to just be thinking about how am I going to do this? Um, and, you know, or basically trying to put so much focus on the strategy side of things. And I, 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 what I've learned in my experience is that the majority of the experience of trying to build a business is psychological. I mean, like you've just got so many mental barriers that get in your way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're having to unlearn a lot of things. And so I, I think that would be a really fun and interesting topic for people to follow because, you know, anybody who wants to build something has to overcome really similar mental barriers. Yeah. You would focus on the entrepreneurship, basically, when it, you know, when it comes to your personal brand. So you don't want to be as much the person who makes the rings, right? But uh, I mean, of course, it's your business, but the focus would be rather the mental barriers, the entrepreneurship and sharing all of that, how you got started, other people, how they can get started. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, basically offer whatever it is that I can. I mean, you know, everything that I have to offer is something that I've been able to take from other people, you know, just resources. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the biggest, most important thing that, any aspiring entrepreneur can can have is like learning how to be resourceful and to stop depending on themselves because you usually get in your own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's uh, stop at this four-day work week mm-hmm. and because I know it's getting more popular. But yeah. on the other hand, there are so many startups, small companies who push this hustle culture. Mm-hmm. You can see it on social as well that uh, work six days a week, seven days a week, whatever. And you decided, I think it was a very uh, bold move, uh, four days. So the opposite direction. Why did you, why did you take it? Um, so this year, um, this year I, I brought on an operations consultant mm-hmm. so that he could come in, see what we're doing and help us refine it so that it became more efficient. It was super instrumental. It's, it still is, you know, it's a constant thing. And um and so our, our turnaround time, because we make, we make the rings by hand. And so they're not like being shipped out in two days, like Amazon prime. Yeah. It's um, you know, right now it's three to four weeks before that mm-hmm. it was like six weeks. I mean, it was like, it, it, was a, it was a lot of work getting all these rings out. And now we're down to a point where, you know, customers typically they want their wedding ring, you know, within a month. And so that's finally where we're at. And, um, and we're, we're staying on that track. And so I thought, you know what, like I, I, I need to be thinking about my employees. I, you know, I don't want anybody to burn out. I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, they're being overworked. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of hustle culture. Um, but I do think that there's a way to like structure that so that it's efficient and not just like blood, sweat and tears. So this is the first week that we tried that. So today is the last day, you know, who knows, maybe by the end of the month, we'll realize it's not going to work out. But I, my hope is that uh, it'll work out because I think um, the, my employees will really value that just so they can have some on their balance in their own lives. You know what I mean? They yeah. really love making the jewelry. They love the environment. Um, but also they have, you know, they have personal lives. And I, and I, and I, I really do like the idea of like 
being able to have multiple projects in your life. And I, I don't know, there's no reason why I can't try to offer that to mm. employees. And the hope is that if it does work out and productivity is like increasing and, you know, we're not going down on our turnaround time. I mean, that just justifies pay increases all around the block. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's, it's really just an experiment to begin with. Um, and those are my intentions. And so the, just hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. Is it Friday for everyone? The, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when they don't work? Or yeah, so, right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the days that they will not be working. Yeah. Great. Amazing. So let's talk about the products and the categories because I can see different jewelry brands and they usually focus on one niche. So I know the rings and bracelets with Zodiac sign. That's quite popular. We had a client like that uh, or, or wedding rings. That's a big one. So, you know, they go down to one path. But uh, you have multiple products. And, and um, what are the actual limitations? So if I go to your website, I can order any kind of ring for any kind of uh, purpose. You know, let's say from, for my mother, I want to buy one for, I don't know, Mother's Day or I want a wedding ring. So all of these, I can actually do it on your website? Yeah. Yeah, I would say about I would say 90% of our customers are they're either getting married they're getting engaged mm -hmm. or they're celebrating an anniversary. Um, and then I would say probably the, the other 10%, they're, they're getting the ring just because they really like the ring. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it works for all those occasions, you know, anniversary, it, fifth anniversary, if you don't know, is um, the theme for fifth anniversary is a wooden gift. And so, and there's a huge market for it, which was a really interesting thing to learn. You know, there's lots of people who are looking to purchase something that is in theme with the the given anniversary so the fifth anniversary yeah. is a big one um and and yeah wedding i mean i i should say yeah we are we are very niche niche right now um you know we're hoping to get into some other designs but right now we're there's a lot of wave design there's mountain designs um lots of lots of designs that you know are are like um very geared toward the, the outdoorsy community you know Mm -hmm. And so, which I think is really cool. And, and it, it, it separates us from the other wedding ring uh, companies because it's, it's not metal. So it's, you know, it's not going to be freezing on your finger every time you put it on. It's mm -hmm. not going to be super heavy. Um, and it's also not going to be a basic, you know, manufactured design that like there are millions of others of rings just like it. It's something that is totally unique, you know, wood has its own grain pattern. It's got its own like variants of the color. And, um, and I think for a wedding, you know, people nowadays, they're, they're kind of going against the grain as far as like what the standard is when you're, when you're getting wedding rings, for example. And so this is a really cool alternative for that because, you know, many, many of our customers, they, they love being in the mountains. That's like where they feel most at home. That's where they like, establish their union with their partner and um and so those things are very important to them and and we are able to offer that to those customers which is which has been really cool i hope that answered your question <laughs> yeah honestly i would have never uh, thought that people buy wooden rings for their wedding but uh i'm happy to see it because as you said it's you know, it's it's even a bit boring topic, right? I mean, yeah, I need to buy a wedding ring and uh, 
it's usually nothing fancy uh yeah but making this a wooden ring that's something very interesting and special. yeah 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 i know and it's kind of a shame that it, it can be a pretty boring topic because it's this it's this occasion where they're celebrating some of the most important things like in, the, in yeah. a person's life it's like why not make that just like as important and sentimental and meaningful as you can i I'm think sure you like to do that to, i'm sure you talk to people who were skeptical right maybe oh yeah. yeah for sure um i mean in the beginning it's really hard because you know many people will approach these you know getting a wedding ring with practicalities and that's it you know i need a wedding ring that i can throw against the wall and it's totally fine or it can be driven over a car and uh, i mean sure the those are things and if that's your goal then go for it you know go on amazon buy yourself you know whatever it is metal ring um but if if there's something with more meaning that you need which you know i have a hunch that people people do want that then come to my roots <laughs> yeah great so Let's talk about your marketing. So how was it to change from Etsy to Shopify on the marketing side? It was, um, it was, pretty, it was pretty good because I, I found an ad manager who I didn't know very well, but I put a lot of trust in him in the beginning and he was you know, experienced enough, it seemed also affordable enough for me. And uh, we, we built out the Shopify website and just started going with the ads. And this was before the iOS changes. And so tracking was a much was was much easier at the time mm -hmm. and so things did start to roll like fairly quickly and over the course of a few months i mean we were like we were really starting to bring in lots of orders and so it was i should say it was good it was also really overwhelming <laughs> yeah yeah and uh so this was in 2019 2020 2020 yeah uh june 2020 was when we launched the website got my first employee ad manager. Yeah. Do you also use SEO at the moment? Is it still important? Yeah. So, right. So 20, 2020 and 2021, the big focus with marketing was strictly ads on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, 2021 was when I started to, you know, I, I knew that SEO was a, an important thing. I had been putting it off. I, I wasn't an expert at it. And, you know, trying to do the work myself just seemed overwhelming. But I did have a mentor in, um, in college who basically, you know, is, is something of an expert in this area. And so I hit him up, you know, we chatted and the idea was him to give me some tips, you know what I mean? Some things that I can do. And, it, but then it quickly turned into a conversation of, you know what, like, if you don't have the time to do this, then that's what I do, my, my mentor. And so my mentor now, you know, I still work with him. And um, in the beginning, we were we were just working together for about you know six or seven months, I want to say. And about six or seven months in, um, I decided to you know invite him to come along as a partner in the company. So okay. he does. So he he's a partner in my company, and um, and we've been working together ever since. And it's been yeah, it's been a crazy ride. Yeah, amazing. This was 2020. This was 2021 when. I started yeah. doing a lot of SEO work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think your price uh, level or price tag is is very good for ads because 
many ads experts, they say below 100 bucks, it's very hard to scale on Facebook quickly. Mm. And you are just beyond that, somewhere around 100, 200. So that's, that's you know, it's ideal, ideal product, ideal price for ads, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah. And also email marketing. So it's not a secret. We discussed it earlier and uh, with our team. But uh, what have you done uh, regarding email marketing until now? Um, I did. There was a there was like a couple months in 2020 when I did bring on an email marketing company and mm. I didn't know much about it. I knew it was important. And so, you know, I decided to bite the bullet and, you know, throw out the money to get somebody to come in and just build some marketing. The problem was that I, I my branding was like just a skeleton. You know what I mean? I had nothing. I didn't have colors and fonts. Not that those things are super important, but I, I didn't have like a message, you know, I didn't have that all formed. And so when I brought them on, there wasn't a whole lot of direction. Um, but, but it, but it was something, you know, we, we had a way to track people and to, you know, welcome people into the community of my roots and, uh, to, you know, invite them to make purchases. So from that, um, I have learned how to personally create the campaigns that we've been running for sales and things like that. I've made some tweaks to some of our flows, um, but my expertise is is not there. You know, my the my branding message is like totally formed in that right now. And so, really, I think what it what I've been looking for is uh, someone to come on the team and to start putting that into practice with our email marketing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes time to realize your true brand voice, right? It takes sometimes it takes years. I really know that. Yeah, um, I have in my agency. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I, I mean, I, I I've heard a million people talk about marketing and the best way to do it, and um, I've gotten something good from everybody. Uh, recently, started uh, following this guy Donald Miller, who is. Mm -hmm. You know, you know who Donald Miller is. Um, yeah, so he he's great because he just explains it in a very simple way. You know, he's like, you need to have something. You, your your customer has a problem. You need to offer the solution. You're not the hero. You're just the guide helping them get to what they want. And just really simplifying the whole message and story brand. I mean, it it really it it makes it a lot easier. And so. That that's some that's a resource that I would recommend to anybody trying to build something. Yeah, actually, I just wanted to say the same that uh, simplicity, keeping it simple, that's the hardest part, and that that's it took me years to really you know nail down the message because uh, when you start out, you think I think it's also some ego involved. You think you are someone important, you know, and mm. uh, you will save the world and. You like talking about your stuff for hours, even hours. Uh, probably it was the same for you, especially when you made the rings yourself. Right. Uh, I'm sure you could talk about it a lot. But people, they are just not interested. They don't have the time. They just want to buy something, you know, a nice product or good service. Mm. Um, and then once they invest into you, after a while, yes, they become more interested. They want to learn your story, but that's not how you start the relationship. And yeah. how you start it, it's a simple message that sticks. And it's right. very hard to find that. So Yeah, I know. It, it's kind of funny because 
the the more you focus on yourself and how you're presenting yourself to somebody, you know, it's like that's where the least amount of growth happens. Once you shift your focus onto your customer, I mean, the more focus you're putting on that, the more clearer you start to see your brand and how yeah. that plays a role in the customer's life. So, yeah, that that is a really big mind shift. Um, but, yeah, once you do it, then it, it does seem to come across like a lot more simply and just easier and stuff. Yeah, I think that's one of the big dilemma of, uh, of founders mm. uh, to really find their own brand voice. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned these mentors, and uh, I'm curious: is there anyone else who you would mention, who someone who really taught you to to business marketing, maybe operations? Um, yeah, I would say so. Ryan, he's my partner, and uh, he's my my partner mentor, and he he's great because his he's all about learning. You know, he is mm-hmm. all about finding other mentors himself. I remember when he told me, he's like, every mentor should have a mentor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that was like all of the confirmation I needed. You know, it's like, hey, everyone needs to be learning. Like there's no like end to it. Not everybody knows how to do everything. You know what I mean? So, so that created that, that's kind of created a really good culture in between us, just trying to find as much as we can and bring it to the table and implement it. You know, whether we, are familiar with how it works or not. And so uh, I, I would say, I mean, he, he's the most direct mentor that I, that I work with. Um, but, you know, he, he's brought me to a few seminars um, where, you know, seminars for people who are mentors, you know, he brought me to a Tony Robbins seminar, which mm-hmm. I was very skeptical of, of that just because the whole idea of a life business coach uh, seems, seems a little far-fetched to me. Um, but, you know, I've, I've, I've shifted since because it's, it's more about, Hey, I should be, I should be more curious about what this person has to offer and see if it works for myself. And if, if it does, then it does, if it doesn't, then it doesn't. So since going to that and um, you know, there's a lot of experts that Tony Robbins will bring into his seminars and, and uh, one of which is Donald Miller, who I mentioned earlier. And mm-hmm. so it, it really put me on a good path to find other resources. You know, I do a lot of reading and, and I would say, you know, my, my books are my, some of my greatest mentors. <laughs> okay. So you are a big reader as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I would say I'm a, I'm a new big reader. I, I typically will go through maybe two or three books in a year, but this year has been totally different that I think, I think I'm on my eighth book now and it's, oh. it's been, it's been great. It's been good. Amazing. Any books uh, or book that you would recommend? Yeah. Um, one of the first books I read this year was the the Ten X Rule, mm-hmm. Grant Cardone, um, which is just a really great like motivational book. You know, just mm-hmm. like no nonsense. If you really want it, then you need to like do whatever it takes to do it. And uh, yeah, that that's a great book. He's also a great resource. I'm going to be going to one of his seminars later this year, so we'll see what his, he's all about. Um, and uh, another another uh, author who I've who I've read a couple books of now is uh, Adam Grant. He's an organizational psychologist and he's, his whole idea is, you know, he, he goes to these, he goes to big businesses and he's like, you know, tearing down the stereotypes. You know what I mean? He's the, the four day work week idea. You know, I, I, I read a lot about that and I hear a lot from him and what he has to say about it and how 
um, how that in turn can turn a business into something more productive and more meaningful for the employees. And so, uh, yeah, his, his most recent book, I think is called think again, which is great. It just, it, it's a great tool for just, um, reevaluating some of your beliefs that you have around leadership or running a business and making it more of a normal process for you to step back from that and question, you know, is this the right way? Is there a better way to do this? Mm -hmm. And um, I I think that's a really good mindset to have if you're wanting to be a leader or just a business owner Um, in approaching everything, you know, it should be from the, it it should be an approach where you're ready to learn something new and learn with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another difficult skill to learn, to step back and see things a bit more objectively. Mm. You you want to step out of your environment and just look around, like, and look outside. Maybe I could do it better or my company could do it better or differently. Right, that's right. Hard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, because we had that, I had that meeting with uh, one of your employees, Ben, and uh, where he just took a quick health check look at my email marketing and, it was the third perspective that I needed, you know, to say, oh, okay, yeah. like yeah. there is potential here. It's not amazing, but there is potential and there's ways to, to really improve it. So, yeah, I mean, trying to do that on your own can be really difficult, but there are people out there like, you know, this author, Adam Grant, who have the tools, you know, that's what they do. They give you the tools so that you can make that a regular part yeah. of your work ethic. My last question to you today. So, what would be your number one tip to other e-commerce entrepreneurs who are, let's say they are there where you were like three, four years ago. They, uh, they make the product themselves. They really like it as a hobby, but they want to turn it into a business. What should they do? Um, I would say, I would say learn as much as you can. And I think right now for me that the, the way to learn, there's so many ways to learn, but one really easy way to learn is to just be reading. You know, I, I mean, I have, I've read so many articles that talk about, yeah, the average CEO reads 60 books in a year and who knows if that's really true, but <laughs> the, uh, but you know, I, I hear that so many times and finally it was this year that I was like, you know what, I, I'm a CEO, like I'm gonna try this out and see if it works. And we're in the third month of the year and I just can't put into words just how much value that is added because you will be learning from mentors, from people you go visit, from friends who are doing the same thing. Um, and books are just a really great, easy and cheap way to just be constantly filling your mind with like more ideas and bigger visions. I mean, the, I think a big part of like starting a business is, you know, you get so stoked, the highs are so high and then the lows are just like so low. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it's really about momentum. And, uh, and that is just a way that I've been able to maintain this really good momentum this year is by consuming just as much information as I can from these other experts who have been where I've been and have seen how, you know, what works and what doesn't and you find the common denominators between all the books and you just and you start applying it and and then you reach out to other people and like start to motivate them and it just creates this really like healthy cycle of like keeping each other motivated and um 
and on the right track to, to, to learn, you know, to grow. Yeah. 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 I'm also a big time reader, by the way, I, I read like 25, 30 books a year, mostly about business psychology, marketing. Yeah. And I always think about a book uh, or many times I use audibles because it's more convenient, mm. but, uh, let's say a book is five, 10 hours to read or listen. And it's, I don't know, the author is uh, some marketing guy or, or a biography of someone who is maybe even dead. Uh, but I always think about it like I spend five, 10 hours with this person almost mm. talking because they talk to me. Yeah. That's why I like Audible because it's literally like they talk to me. They tell me new ideas. Yeah. And I, I could never meet them. Many of them, they don't live now. But even if they live, they would be expensive to meet them or I just cannot do it. Yeah. But in, with the book, it's very affordable. So, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, all these like all these gurus that have these seminars, you know, maybe you don't have the money to go to these seminars, but you get their book and they're probably going to have 90 percent of the information in that book. And so, yeah. I, I mean, there's that one there's that saying that the five people you spend the most time with, you're like the sum of those five people. And I've been thinking about that a little differently this year because, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time with my employees and with my wife and my dogs. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I, I'm trying to think of, okay, if I'm, if I'm just making reading a constant thing where I'm like following these experts, um, that's kind of like part of my social group is what I'm trying to make it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, if I'm spending yeah. as much time as I can with these authors, then, you know, the, the goal is that I can be adopting, you know, a lot of the mentality and strategies that they are offering. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah I'm totally with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are great uh, closing thoughts for today. And uh, thanks, uh, Spencer, coming here today and sharing your story. Thanks, everyone who watched the live stream or listen to the podcast stay tuned because every week we come out with a new episode and uh, we will put the links into the description the books that we mentioned also my rules jewelry so you can go to the website get a wedding ring or uh, get a nice wooden ring for yourself or for yeah for your loved ones and one more thing so i also put a link into the description that's a free uh, 50 point checklist you can use it to check your own e-commerce email marketing you can go there and download it so thanks again everyone and stay tuned <music>